on a swap like it's lost in a watch. I don't want to change because I'm good where I'm at. My time, so I'm always good where I'm at. We're the junior, Jazz, right. and baby J. Tell them what I got, put my money in a crack. Couple figures kill a star, look to left. I like the ends and get ready. Alright, you're getting started in like 30 seconds, literally. <laughs> happy hump day, happy Wednesday, it's about to be noon, and this music is about to bounce. So, happy afternoon, happy hump day, this is Giselle, Giselle Eli, aka Mrs. Francis, and you are listening to me live on Let's Talk About It with Giselle. And, you know, I really didn't want to play music today, um, because... I had some feedback and whatever. But the whole thing was like, I can't do this unless I play some music. Like if I don't play some music, then I'm really not even gonna be in the mood to even talk with you. And I'm not even in the mood to talk to you because I'm having all sorts of pains with my knee and other medical issues I'm trying to sort out. So I had to put the music on to get me hype in order to be able to come on here and share. And what I'm gonna share about today is something that I've been seeing in the news over the past week, okay? Yeah, there's been things popping up on the news for years about certain topics, but specifically this past week, it was like there was not one show that I turned on or one article that I read or anything where it was not talking about mental health, okay? Let me preface this by saying that we are living in a world with a lot, a lot of shame. Okay. And I will say when I'm making a general statement, but that my friends is not a general statement. All right. We are living in a world of shame. And I wanted to share with you the definition of shame from one of my teachers of shame, who is Dr. Brene Brown. And the way she shares shame is called I define shame or I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Now, shame and mental health, how does that connect to each other? Because I don't know if y'all had a chance to see that interview with Oprah and Lady Gaga that happened, I think it was like last week, last Monday or Tuesday or something. Lady Gaga, she is a phenom. She is a masterpiece, okay? She is doing all kinds of things that are breaking her own boundaries and breaking her own kind of like limits of who she defines herself as an artist, right? But a lot of these artists, we look at them and we forget that they're artists and that they are human beings first, right? And that interview that she did with Oprah was just so vulnerable and so real and got down to the human core of why we are the way we are and why we do what we do and what we learn about ourselves when we figure out our issues, figure out our traumas. You know, one of the things that Lady Gaga talked about was 
she talked about so much. She talked about how she had a psychotic break. She talked about her PTSD. Um, she gave an experience, she gave a few experiences she had about PTSD and how she mistook like her chronic illnesses, her pain as symptoms of, you know, the diagnosis versus the core trauma. And I say all of that to say that trauma is real. And as a black woman, and this show for women of color, right? Because in a world of white privilege, also not a general statement, a truth statement, um, though I love my white people, it's we're in your world. And um, there are things that we have generationally been um, exposed to. We have generationally been trained to think. And we are causing ourselves to be on a downward spiral if we don't break these genera generational curses and these ge generational traumas and these generational beliefs so that we can move forward and create families that don't have to carry the weight, right? When I heard Lady Gaga's thing moved me so much because I myself has had a, have had a psychotic break. And my first psychotic break happened 20 years ago. And I'm saying that here live, but let me just tell you, that is the first time that I have ever said it live because, or publicly, because I do think that this is a public for, forum. I lived in shame. Why would I not? I disappointed my family. I looked buckshit crazy with my friends. People couldn't understand me. You know, I was institutionalized with people that, I mean, I've been called crazy publicly on television by, by artists who I've interviewed and they couldn't understand me and they had the nerve to call me artists and I have receipts of this people, okay? I've got the DVD and I can show you a whole set of artists calling me crazy because I was going through a break, right? Psychotic break, not like, you know, superstar break. No, psychotic break because it's real, it's reality, you know, but we can't deny it. Um, and I think that we do deny so many of our traumas because it's easier to say, oh, that was traumatic. Oh, I was traumatized. Than it is to do the work and figure out how it affected you. Like what has changed ever since that trauma, right? Like one of the reasons I wanted to have fun on this show is because since the series of traumas that I have experienced, I'm not as like fun and go lucky as I used to be. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. But I know that I do want to tap into fun. And this is something that I have been into since before I had any trauma. So I really wanted to keep it fun. And that's why I'm not going to go too deep into these things with you. I'm just trying to bring it to your attention. Um, because I do go deep when I work with my clients. When I go one-on-one -on -one with my clients, that's when I go deep. There is at no point here would I ever want to trigger somebody to the point that I am not personally there and accountable and available to bring them back, right? That's one of the things that you learn as you're training. Anybody who is in a service provider position, anybody who is, 
you know, a licensed therapist, anybody who is a psychotherapist, anybody who is a coach that works in NLP, anybody who has the training of taking people deep and bringing them back knows this isn't how I would want to trigger anybody. Not at all. Um, so I mentioned earlier like about a series of traumatic events. And I say that because I remember, you know, I, I work with my coach on these things. We've been working on these things for about 12 years now. And I think we've made extreme progress on my ability to respond to certain things, my ability to be affected emotionally by certain things, my ability to be affected mentally by certain things. Um, and I say all of that because what are the things that cause a traumatic event? And I just want to bring these to your attention. This is just to start the conversation. I know this is called Let's Talk About It, and it's really just a conversation starter so that you could go home, so that you could talk with your friends, so that you could actually find a professional to help you, right? Um, a traumatic event that can include you know, we think of PTSD when, when we always associate PTSD with, with uh, people, uh, army people, veterans, right? When they go to war, they come back and now they have PTSD. Well, of course, but we also have PTSD right here in your own home by the people who love you and treat you a certain kind of way. By when you go to school as a child, and your friends treat you a certain kind of way, when your teachers tell you certain kind of things, those create traumatic events. When you lose people that you love, you know, uh, parents, friends, lovers, just people that have influenced you that pass away, that's a traumatic event. Um, if you've been abused, abuse comes in the form of domestic abuse. It comes in the form of financial abuse, it comes in the form of emotional abuse, verbal abuse, okay? Um, abandonment is a form of abuse. And for my people of color who are living where many, you know, I, I can do the research and I will pull out the numbers, but I'm not here to give you the data. I can find it though, because that's what I do. I research every single day majority of our homes are in homes without a parent. That's abandonment for the child, right? So how do we deal with all these things? Because in that moment, we may never know. My abandonment started from the day I was born, the day I was born, and I never even knew it. I didn't know it until I was 20 years old. And once that happened, and that trigger happened, and my psychotic break happened, it was like, whoa, who am I? What's happening? What's going on? What's going on in this world? Where do I belong here? You know, that sense of that shame that, that where do I belong? Where do I fit in? I'm lost. That was my story. If you can relate, great. If you can't, I'm sure there's something that has happened in your life that has created that just harm 
And harm is not always physical. Harm is emotional, harm is mental, harm is spiritual. Um, things that make you feel threatened, things that make you feel anxious, things that make you feel frightened. Um, the lack of stability. Lack of stability is the result of things getting mixed up, okay? So I say, I say all of that because there's trauma going on, all right? In our communities of color, in our minority communities, in our underrepresented communities, you know, the LGBTQ community, those are underrepresented communities. Women is general, we are underrepresented communities. Um, you know, with the, I, I like to look at what's going on in the entertainment industry and, you know, the whole hashtag of Oscar so white happening again. Like, it's no surprise. Like, it's new for them to let black people in. So, of course, black people got let in last year. Why is it going to happen two years in a row? Like, whoa, that's crazy. That's too much, you know? So, like, maybe next year we'll get it going again um, and, and, and get our faces and, and our skin tones and our melanin back into the academy. But until then, like, yeah, we do have to keep speaking up. We do have to keep letting people know that there is a difference, all right? Um, yes, I get that all races, all cultures have, you know, all humans, we have an understanding of emotion, we have an understanding of hardship, we have an understanding of, like, we all kind of experience the same thing. In my personal opinion, it is clear that many cultures especially here in America, have been able to break free of kind of the finger pointing and the name calling and the, the, what's the word? I don't know the word for it, but the singling out because of who we are, right? Um, oh, that's a lot. You know, I have to tell you a funny story. So when I go to sleep at night, I think about this show like the night before. And I mean, actually, I just kind of like think, well, what do I want to talk about um, over as the week goes on? And as I kept seeing these stories, I'm like, oh my God, it's time to talk about that. It's time to talk about that. It's time to talk about shame. It's time to talk about identity. It's time to talk about labels. But last night, when I tell you, I had the best Let's Talk About It show in my head with myself. And if I could only develop or if anybody knows some sort of, you know, contraption that connect to my brain so that way it could like write out what it is I'm thinking, that'd be incredible. Like I'd have 45 and a half books written by now if things could record what's happening in here as fast as they were happening. Um, but the other thing that I saw was a this video from Will Smith, right? And let me see if I can share it with you. Let me see here. I know I can get it for you. Boom, here we go. Let me see, I'm connected. Let's go like this. Da, 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 da. Hold on just a second. Uh, no, I don't wanna turn it off. Um, I'm gonna get this for you, hold on just a second. Because this was another here we to go. be the biggest movie, you know, just got my head around um, doing everything I could do 
to be the biggest movie star in the world, you know? And then I had a taste of that. And I realized that even though I had achieved all those things, on the inside, I was still that same insecure little boy that was trying to prove something, you know, to, to you know, girls that had cheated and to my father and all of that. And that you can't achieve your way out of your you know, mm -hmm. childhood wounds and traumas. You can't fake it. You can't fake it, yeah. right? So yeah. then I made the shift. And what I realized is that the only sustainable mission um, throughout your whole uh, existence is to improve lives. And as soon as I made the shift in my mind from trying to be big and trying to have money and trying to be popular to making sure that I improved lives every step of the way on this earth, then all of a sudden I started experiencing healing. You know, I just got my head. So there was a few keywords that popped out of that for me. There was wounds. There was trauma. There was um, proof. Who are you trying to prove something to? and there was healing. So when you have trauma, the only way that you're gonna heal from it is by first accepting it, all right? And accepting it means that you have to get past the denial process or the denial phase. Um, you know, my mental health issues, again, I mentioned started 20 years ago. You know, I was diagnosed bipolar, whoop-de-doo. You know, I couldn't say whoop-de-doo today if I didn't go through 20 years of, what the fuck is this? You know, seriously. <laughs> but I have to say that we're in 2020, 19, 17, probably around 2016, 2017. That's when I started to ask my therapist. I'm like, what is this? Like, help me understand this. I don't get it. and. I promise you, I was in there week after week after week. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? And, you know, this is what she told me. She told me. So this line right here, this is like stable human being, right? Stable, emotional, uh, um, stable chemical functions in your brain, so on and so forth. Bipolar has two modes. It has the high mode, which would be called mania. It has the low mode, which would be called, uh, well, depression, but I'm trying to think, is there another word for it? Uh, depression, depression. What? I forgot, but this is depression. This is mania. Bipolar means you're on the spectrum. You're like, you're just, you're just somewhere in there. And the thing is that that can change from moment to moment. It could change from day to day. It could change based on a trigger from a particular trauma that has been experienced, right? So I share that with you because I've had to learn how to manage this in my life. And I think I'm pretty doing pretty damn good. I'm going to like pat myself on the shoulders for that one because 
it takes a lot of work. That was one of the things that Lady Gaga was talking is about, is that do the work, do the work, do the work. When I work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I tell them, I said, you can show up to this call and we're gonna work things out, but if you don't do the work, don't come to me saying things didn't work for you. No, 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 no. You do the work, okay? Three to four hours of my morning is spent doing the work because I need to, right? There are different ways that you can handle it. You need to know what your personality type is like. You need to know how you function in the world. For me, um, when I was told about myself by my coach, I was definitely in denial. I'm like, who are you to tell me that I'm this, right? Because that's all these things are, are labels. And she has labeled me many things. Let's just be honest about that. But when I learned about the, the science, the research, the data, the definitions, the, 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 the traits, the characteristics that caused her to label me certain ways, I was able to see, okay, I can accept that. And as that went on, I had to learn how I can function more productively can, so I can function as a high performer in this society because quite honestly if i if i told you the kind of pain that i'm going through with my knee right now and the fact that i have been five days without medication that i need that's going to cost four thousand dollars i mean like i could inundate you with all the kinds of bullshit that i'm going through in my own life but this is where purpose comes in your purpose has got to be bigger than you your purpose has got to be beyond you right it has to be, because otherwise, quite honestly, there's no reason for me to get up. But my mission and my purpose is so much greater than my own life that I need to be here. I committed to being here with you guys on Wednesdays at noon, okay? And I'm going to, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what. Because as soon as I do take care of everything I have to take care of on a personal note for myself, because nobody's coming to save me. No one's coming to save you. Don't expect people to come save you. Be your own rescue. You know, one of my friends and mentors, she always says, be your own rescue. And when she said that the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, that's deep. Even my coach, she was talking last week and she's saying, oh yeah, this, this first few months of the year, we're going deep. And in my mind, I'm thinking, deeper? Like how much more deeper can we go? My gosh, we have been going deep enough. But you know what? Part of my mission is to be able to help people that have gone through similar situations as myself or people like yourselves who are still trying to discover what is the thing that's holding me back? Like, what is it? And you can get there very easily. And, you know, we could do that together. You could reach out to me, email me, Giselle at GiselleEli.com. And I'm happy to schedule a call with you so that we could see, is there something deeper that is holding you back? So, you know, let this be the year that you do some of the work. Let this be the year that you break those generational curses. Let this be the year 
that you, you know, I have to very actively do this with my husband. Like we love how we were raised as Caribbean people. But at the same time, we always discuss like, we're gonna take what we love and we're gonna work with that. But then we're also going to leave what we can't stand about our upbringing and put that back there because we're not taking that with us. Like we don't have to carry the chains, all right? And people of color, we, we've been carrying people's, it's just so heavy. We've been carrying a lot for so long and we can acknowledge it. We can thank those before us for creating the pathway, but we also have to just like release it and move forward, right? Because otherwise we are always going to be stuck in our ancestors' chains, and they want to see us do better. I mean, when you have a child, you wanna see your child do better than you, right? Right, so if your child is gonna do better than you, then why don't our ancestors want us to do better than them? So the only way that we're gonna do that is if we break these chains, break the, the, uh, the generational curses, break the generational trauma, and the only way things can get broken is when you start with yourself. It has to start with you. You, 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 you. You need to go into you and figure out what is my problem. Because we all got problems. Come on. What is our problem? Deal with it. Clean it up. Find a professional. You know, I was reading this post the other day about mentors and coaches and how there's like a confusion between a mentor and a coach. And yeah, there is. Like all of this is new for the Black community you know, especially the black community that have been doing things the same for so long. Um, my goal is that I could really be a voice out there for the black community to see, it's not you, it's us. We got issues, right? But we can do better. And we can do better if we start to listen to those who came before us, listen to those, like just find a person to listen to. Our health, our wealth, our happiness, all of those things are things that can really, really be sorted out if you start looking within and doing the work. Doing the work, silent time with yourself, reading with yourself, writing with yourself, praying with yourself, you know, but then after it's done, now what do you do about it? And, you know, I really wanted to keep this short. Um, I think I'm right about on time, but of course I've got to end this with, some music. I mean, come on. So I invite all of you in 2020 to level up, okay? Oh, 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 oh,